1: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
2: Alex Ovechkin and the Caps looking loose this morning for their first game day skate. Of the NFL, NFL, did I say da, da, NFL? Da, da, da. NHL playoff season. <laughs> as we welcome the Cavs Night football game day live here at MedStar Capitals Iceplex. We are off to a great start. All right, Rob. As I've confused the sports we play here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NBC Sports Washington. Facebook Live page as well as our My Teams app. I'm Rob Carlin with Joe Beninati. Go skins! And yeah. John Walton. Take the Cowboys and the points. All right, here we go. Uh, they played 82 warm up games to get to this point. The NHL calls those games the regular season, but now for the first time, the Caps are going to try and defend their Stanley Cup title as the playoffs start tonight, game one, against the Carolina Hurricanes. So, Joe B, let's start with you and your one big thought.
1: Well, I think Washington has the firepower to. To dispose of carolina i don't know how quickly in this best of seven series i hope they can do it in six games or less but to me what's going to be most important from a defensive standpoint is to take care of the known scorers on carolina if you can eliminate the goal scoring talents of niedermeyer aho williams Stahl, Svechnikov. I think you're in pretty good shape because Washington has seven different 20-goal scorers this season. Truly remarkable in their scoring depth, and I expect them to play the right defensive structured game against Carolina, the one that they displayed late in the month of March, back-to-back games. There are a lot of reasons why, and I'm sure over the next 30 minutes we'll break it down as to why they were effective in those games, but to me... Defending the knowns. If you can eliminate Rod Brindamore's top scorers, I think you have more than enough firepower to defeat Carolina.
0: And as we go to my big thing, how do you do that? Well, you do it with experience. And the Capitals, even without Michael Kempney in the lineup, and it is truly unfortunate that he won't be a part of the proceedings moving forward in this what we hope is a two month playoff run. The Capitals have the experience in spades over the Hurricanes. To what extent? Well, they have almost even without Kempney in a lineup nearly 450 man games worth the playoff experience on their blue line. Brooks Orpik alone tonight playing in his 150th playoff game. Carolina 54. No, not one guy, that's all of them. 54, that's all they've got. In fact, three guys that are expected to go tonight, assuming Hayden Flurry is in for Calvin DeHaan, you got three guys with zero. They have not been on this stage. The Carolina Hurricanes as good a season as they've had at 99 points, their second most successful regular season ever in franchise history. They had to burn a lot of gas to get here. How they fare against the experience led by Matt Niskanen, led by Dimitri Orlov-Joe, and certainly those two have had a bit of an uneven season to this point, but they've been better down the stretch. And as John Carlson will be playing with Nick Jensen and certainly some with Christian Juice, and it may be a little bit of a work in progress on the second pair. But with Niskanen, Orlov, and certainly the leadership of Brooks Orpik, defense wins championships, and the Capitals are hoping that's gonna prove a second
1: time. I completely agree with you. From the been there, done that standpoint, Washington has the advantage on the back end. Although I will say this about Carolina's young defense core, they are talented. And if they don't have that stage fright, they will give Washington a good challenge in this series. Been there, done that is exactly the part of my big yeah. thought
2: that I wanna talk about now as I build up with some things that are being said on our Facebook Live page by a whole bunch of top fans. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, starting with AJ Matarita. Nervous, pretty much all favorites lost last night. Mike Luby, hope they learn from all the underdogs winning last night. Jonathan Namath. Don't take your foot off the gas, AKA Tampa last night. I watched the end of that Tampa game, and I said, been there, done that. All the pressure on the overwhelming favorite. That's not just Columbus last year in the series. That's for the better part of a decade here in Washington, D.C., when the Caps would enter the playoffs with all the pressure on their back, all the expectations of being a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, and then the first thing goes wrong, and there's a really uneasy feeling in Capital One Arena, and the fan base starts to get really tight, and by the second period, the place is silent, and you can hear a pin drop. All of that is gone now. Act like you're the Stanley Cup champs, like I expect them to act tonight when they take the ice. They're overwhelming favorites against Carolina. Don't give them any sort of life. Get on them early. Stay on them often. Leave no room for doubt. I think that's how they're going to play this series out. Judging by the, the ease you feel in that room, there's a quiet confidence, not cockiness, a quiet confidence, but I just hope that they don't run into a fluky bad bounce, that all of a sudden you fall behind. More so for the feeling in the room. I have no worries about the team on the ice. It's the feeling in the arena of Caps fans
1: now. Well, let's give the Caps fans some credit, too. Let's extend it out further than just the guys on the ice or the guys behind the bench. Caps fans, you are battle-tested now, too. And you, you have all of those scars from years past and playoff disappointments and failures, but also wear your medal, wear your ring proudly. This is a team that knows how to overcome obstacles. You get a bad bounce, some puck goes in off of Dmitry Orlov's butt today, don't worry about it. Don't woe is me about it. This team's good enough to overcome those things. Butt goal. Your butt goal. Like a butt fumble. Thinking, yes, think
0: <laughs> about what, and I like the comments about last night. Uh, I watched the Tampa game. I was as surprised as anyone that that third period went the way it did. A three-goal lead gets away. It, it is a cautionary tale that when you look at St. Louis winning and you look at Dallas winning and you look maybe even at San Jose winning and doing it somewhat handily against Vegas, that the playoffs are a different animal. But know this, this team one last year for a reason. And in talking with all of the guys, especially on the defense, but across this roster, when you look at what happened last year, there's nothing that is going to surprise them at this point. Carolina might come out and find a way to win tonight. They might. They might find a way to get a split in Washington. They might even put their best foot forward in Game 3. Their stars may rise to the fore. They do have playoff experience with guys like Stahl and Tara Vinen, but they don't have what Washington has. They just don't because the Caps are the team that, has one of those. Yes. And yeah. that, that is no that experience right. through the course <laughs> of last year, through this regular season, and now that's where that experience really matters. And let's
1: forget about Mr. Game 7, Justin Williams. Right, correct. Let's not talk about it. It's funny. I mean, I thought it was great yesterday that the team and the coaching staff did acknowledge that this will be somewhat personal in that regard and that Justin was vitally important to the team, the two President's Trophy winning teams, trying to get across what it took to win Stanley Cups. He's got three of them, one of those in Carolina long, long time ago. Uh, Justin will know what makes the Caps tick, and he'll try to impart that to his team. There's experience there. There's um, there's talent there. There's an incredible amount of hard work there from Carolina. But if Washington is at its level or better, they should be good enough. April Davis wrote in, we know what we're doing now. I'm so
2: excited for this. It's funny because the Justin Williams factor, he was part of the change of culture that Barry Trotz and Todd Reardon mm-hmm. tried to bring, Brian McClellan tried to bring. They wanted winners. They wanted guys who play at their best when the lights are the brightest, and that. Justin Williams was a guy to do that. Now they have a room full of guys that feel comfortable in the lights or the brightest. And this is the time of year now that this battle-tested group looks forward to. I asked Matt Niskanen about his playoff experience and how it changes as you get further and further in your career. And he said he remembers his first playoff game against defending Stanley Cup champs. He said, I've never battled for pucks harder. Uh, every play was a 100 times harder and faster than it was during the regular season and speaking of the regular season he was asked the differences from the regular season to the playoffs and it was a very interesting answer from matt niskanen yesterday making that comparison you know we're a little
3: spoiled because we've been making it every year recently so you, you kind of just look past the regular season a bit um doesn't sound right but uh you kind of inevitably, inevitably do um but now it's on it's, this is what we play for this is what we're all about now and
0: um can't wait for it to start
2: it's interesting that niskanen would say something like that That they're so spoiled by their success over the you know five or six years he's been here the 10 plus years since ovi has been here He admitted you kind of do look past the regular season, but you have to when you've been this good for so long. They knew they had to take care of business and qualify for the playoffs and win a division title, and they checked those boxes. But let's be honest, this was what they've been playing for all year. No
1: doubt, and I think there's something that's left in the tank, kept in reserve. Uh, For example, we we often have referred to uh, Game 6 in the Eastern Conference Final against Tampa Bay last season it would be very difficult to break that brand of hockey out 82 times in the regular season and right off the jump tonight. But I would like to see them do it right off the jump tonight. (laughs) I really would love to see them play at the level that they know they can go to. Uh, not just rise to the level you have to, go there and beyond. Make an impressive big statement right off the bat if you could. We have talked about this off the air. We're going to talk about it now for, for just a brief second. I would love for them to go to Carolina or anywhere in a series after having home ice, which they routinely earn. Go there to zip. Please, just yeah. once do there. Go there to zip. Put all the doubts in Carolina's head. Don't allow them to steal home ice early.
0: If you look at uh, over the course of the Ovechkin era, where you have two different strings of four straight division titles, but only now, Coming in as defending champs, and I agree with you. I mean, when you think about, I mean, through the course of my time here, until the Vegas series, right. I never saw this team play less than six games. <laughs> and I were a lot of playoff series that I was involved in and got to call. And the radio side would go all the way through second round, whatever. I never saw it because it never happened. The closest they came, the Flyers. Uh, in 16, yeah, yeah, yeah. they was close. Michael they tried, right, And then Nuvi comes in and they get a couple mm-hmm. and now life is a little bit harder and you needed to go to six. If there is ever a series to put your foot down, use your experience, Carolina is a very good hockey team. They wouldn't be here if they weren't, but they also don't have the experience, the swagger. They're at an entirely different place on a learning curve right now than Washington is. Use that experience. That's a word we've used a lot in the show, and you're going to hear a lot about it in the course of this series. That experience, regardless of what happens, is going to be a very valuable tool, but use it. To your yeah. point, use it. Mm-hmm. Avi Schechter, top fan. KD KD fan. Top fan. A chicken or a lamb need
2: your advice on what to sacrifice tonight. <laughs> I would hold off on that, right? Wait until the stakes are a little bit higher before we start Sing sacrificing a lamb. delicious. <laughs> Which, by the way, Julie Rolfs wrote back a cold beer just sacrifice a cold beer yes. or a couple or of a those few. yeah enjoy those uh, and and then mike carlson wrote avi a penguin probably
1: can you do that? I think. Is that legal? Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, it's all, only for, legal in Antarctica, I think.
2: Just for fun here on on Facebook Live right now. Right. But I, I'm with you. An easy series would be Wouldn't really that be nice? nice. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't happened here, which is crazy. That
1: could that be it good hasn't. for us to talk about. It can't be the mindset in that room. And it, no, and no, not. no.
0: Well, and it's, it's the other thing too, guys. That when you look at the other series that are going on last night, the only thing that I was rooting for in the islanders Penguin series is more hockey, sure. please. Play, <laughs> Play till 1 a.m. Fine. <laughs> uh, same thing with Tampa, and I was encouraged with Columbus winning that game. Now, suddenly, if the Jackets can win one game at Nationwide, now you're looking at a six-game series there. I still do not believe Columbus is going to win that series, but – now they've got a chance to extend it out. Make Tampa work for it. The more those other series in the East are working, and if the Capitals are doing or hoping to do what we've talked about here, you're going to put yourself ahead, especially when, Joe, you played till June last year. Oh yeah. You, you didn't have much of a summer. The other teams did, or a, a good number of them anyway. Uh, there's a chance they could have a fresher set of legs. Uh, try and give yourself the best out possible to be able to keep moving forward. Pretty here.
1: amazing when you look at the results of, of last night. Three of the teams on the road. Pick up victories And what has gotten into the St. Louis Blues All of a sudden And why can't Winnipeg ever live up to my lofty expectations (laughs) I I pick the Jets to come out of the West Just about every time Nashville and Dallas Dallas was playing so well down the stretch And they proved it to the Preds Another team that I think is built just right to, To be a Western Conference champion I was not surprised by San Jose If San Jose is right And has a healthy Eric Carlson San Jose will give Vegas all they can handle And then some could San Jose be the team that Washington they're was
0: Washington last and year? They're absolutely saying, hey, The Washington Caps West. won? Absolutely. Why not us? They follow that same script forever
2: now. And yes. I, I think with I said the same thing. With a healthy Carlson, I wouldn't be surprised if San Jose makes it out and is in the Stanley Cup. Lineup.
1: They're very, very impressive. When you watch them take the ice, and again, I realize that practice doesn't mean anything. You watch them work as a team and in workouts and practice, they're exceptional looking. And if they can get goaltending from Jones, they're a tough out. So we keep talking about the differences between playoff hockey and
2: regular season hockey, and I talked to Brooks Orpic about that yesterday, and his first playoff game was a really long time ago. It was back in the 6 07 season, and Joe B. and I talked with him yesterday about the differences, and he still remembers that mentally as well as physically.
3: That was the year Ottawa went to onto the finals against Anaheim. It was uh, – I remember the first – First two games up in Ottawa, it was like, I think my shoulders were still sore from Chris Neal and Mike Fisher and some of the guys that had that, they literally, they just dumped it in every time and just, that's what they wanted to do. They they just wear down our defensemen as much as they could and, um, I mean, physically by by games three and four, we couldn't even move and then they just, they just took over the series after that. I think your understanding of what's coming is... Um, I don't know how to describe it really um we'll all change quick yeah i mean it, it's just like, like like that that sense of confidence you have is, is a pretty false sense of confidence to be honest with you um it's just a whole different different speed and, and different level of game but um i don't know they've uh, they've had a great year so um we'll see what happens so
2: there was brooks orpic this morning you will here, this entire game day live on a Capitals Talk podcast form, as well as after the game tonight. We will recap what we see in game one. But it was interesting listening to Brooks Orbeck say, my shoulders still hurt from that series against Ottawa in 06-07. And that feeling of confidence you have is false hope sometimes. And that's what he's expecting Carolina to have right now. A confidence of, we just made this run. We built this buzz around our post-game celebration. Everyone's feeling good right now. But everything changes once they drop the puck in the playoff game. And I, we, I, I asked him, is that your plan, what Ottawa did to you back then? Is that
1: your plan for Carolina? Hit them often, hit them hard, and let them know this is a whole different stage. Oh, well, I, I would think it is. and in, in, in fact, I did that playoff series in 2007. I, I called it, and I, I will never forget Ottawa's speed with which they attacked on the forecheck. Washington can do that. Todd Reardon would love that to come from, from his offensive forward lines tonight. And there's a guy on every line for the Caps who can do that. Um, now, do you want to put that much up ice pressure on a defense core like Carolina, which is known to attack and be aggressive and always there's always a fourth guy, John, in the offensive mix moving forward for Carolina? Their, their point totals, their goal totals from defenders this year are really good. So it's important. I think it's imperative for Washington's forwards to track back correctly to be mindful of, oh, I can't just willy-nilly this back to the bench. I've got to bust it to get back there because there's always a slaven or a fault to worry about. And to your point, that
0: will happen, yes, because you will spend some time in your own zone, but stop it before it starts. Get in on the forecheck. And with guys who you just saw, Wilson, Brooks Orping,
1: Oshie, all, those,
0: yeah. all of those guys, Ovechkin too, yeah. if you're Make hitting what they don't have, with Carolina, they, they've got great speed. They might have the best speed on the blue line in the NHL. They've got two guys that have double-digit goals back there. They're going to bring it with Falk. They're going to bring it with Hamilton. They love to shoot the puck. But you can take care of a lot of that. Tom Wilson is your problem, Carolina, and it's because he's going to come hard. There so is go. Orpik. Gosh. You come in, make it hurt. If those guys are in on the four-check early tonight, you're talking about, yeah, that false hope. Yeah, you're going to be sitting there until everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. You get in and you hit them. Carolina does not have that dimension in their game. They just don't. My Michael Furland a little bit, yes. but they don't have a lot of that. They don't have nearly as much as Washington in a physical battle. This is why this matchup, even more so than facing a Columbus, facing the Islanders or the Penguins, there's going to be physical later. But you're going to take a lot more in that series than you can, you're can. you probably going to see here. Get physical early. Get yeah, medieval.
1: I they agree with you. There would be more of a pushback later. Now, this it sounds odd because we're talking about a team that's coached by Rod Brindamore. Rod Brindamore was known to be in your face all day. And his team works very, very hard, but doesn't necessarily have the physical attributes that the Caps do. All right, question for you on what to expect in this series. There's no
2: morning skate for Carolinas. So they go out of routine today with no morning skate. How much do you think they could potentially change what they do we know what the Caps do. I think every team knows what the Caps do. And the Caps showed last year that they're great at adapting their game. They could play physical. They could play with talent. They could win in a lot of different ways. But you kind of know the structure of what they're going right. to do. It's whether or not you can handle it. Carolina, on the other hand, with Rod Brindamore, might look at this and say, we need to change on the fly and give them an entirely different look, something that they're not prepared for. Is that
1: something you think we could see? Potentially with respect to neutral zone structure. Offensive zone from Rod Brindemore's team. If you look at the analytics, some people look at them extremely carefully. Some of them just give them a passing glance. But if you look at the analytics for Carolina, you'll find they are one of the best puck possession teams in all the league. They will make a habit of throwing as many shots as possible towards Braden Holtby. They want to keep the puck away from Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, etc., cetera, etc. What Washington did was turn the tables on Carolina in those two games late in March. You know, Todd Reardon says he challenged Yvonne Kuznetsov to do the job defensively against Ajo. He played defense with offense. The Caps had to puck the entire game. That infuriated Carolina, I'm sure, because that's their game. If if you're looking for an adjustment, perhaps Carolina throws something that's much more stagnant, much more suffocating and restrictive in the neutral zone to try and negate Washington's speed and puck movement.
0: The longer that Washington holds onto the puck, and I think it was something that Todd Reardon said yesterday, you've sometimes the best offense or the best defense is going to come from your offense. Where a guy like Evgeny Kuznetsov holds onto the puck as long as he does, we didn't see a lot of Carolina hanging onto the puck in the last two games. We saw an offensive show back in December, especially in the game in Raleigh, ended six five. Ovechkin had a hat trick, had to pull it out of the fire in the shootout. We haven't really seen a game like that in the series since. I think for this one tonight, and certainly for the series. When you look at the offensive weapons that can carry for Washington, the longer they hold onto the puck, the better you're going to be. I still worry about Sebastian Ajo only oh, because yeah. he was He's tremendous great. in the first two games. Caps did a nice job of clamping down on him and the offense maybe as, as a whole, but uh, that is still a dangerous weapon in this series. Contain Ajo. Uh, you got a real chance of getting out of this thing relatively quickly. We've done these before. Every home game
2: during the season, and we always focus almost entirely on the Caps because that's what people tuning in on Facebook Live and the My Teams app really care about. In a playoff series like this, you have to have your attention on the Carolina Hurricanes, and everyone keeps talking about the Michael Kempney injury and how big that is, and I keep saying, yeah, you take the top pair of defensemen off Absolutely. of any team, and that's going to create a huge hole, and the Caps, luckily with the Nick Jensen move and with their experience of last year's run, feel that they can at least plug that hole a little bit. How big is the loss of Calvin DeHaan for Carolina? Because he's a good, reliable veteran defenseman who's been around for a while now. No one seems to be talking about the loss of DeHaan as much as, obviously, they're focusing on Kempney.
1: He's a steady Eddie, you know, and I think you see in a couple of different instances on on stat columns that he's among their leaders in a couple of categories, whether it be blocks or hits. He's a very steadying, calming influence. And in a situation like tonight, where Carolina hasn't been in the postseason since 2009, you might lean upon that a little bit. Somebody who could say, hey, remember, take a breath. Uh, if he's not available, it's more than likely Hayden Flurry who would sub in. And I know that Flurry has a, a big upside with respect to his pedigree, his draft pedigree. But he's not going to be as steadying as DeHaan, not at least right off the, off the bat.
0: And that's what you need. And we talked about at the very beginning about the experience factor. Yes, losing Michael Kempney is difficult, no question. And the comfort level of John Carlson becomes a pretty big focus as this, play, as this playoff gets started. As a Jensen, Is a Juice, it's going to be a combination, probably the last one. But them losing to Han is bigger than the Caps losing Kempney. If he is unable to go for all the reasons you just said, they're not deep enough. They don't have the experience back there. And if losing that, that's a big chunk of their – experience that suddenly goes out the window. Hayden Fleury has none. He's never played in a playoff game. Doesn't mean he won't excel. Doesn't mean he won't come in there calm. But you know, listen, there's going to be butterflies the size of condors in some of those guys tonight because they've never played in a playoff game before.
1: And I realize the Cavs power play isn't a house of fire right now. It's been eh, two for 18. I want to say down the stretch, but DeHaan would have helped in a PK role for Carolina if he's not able, able to go. Uh, I would love to see Washington's power play click. You know, if I had one thing tonight, I want to say they were close to 30% last year in that Stanley Cup spring, do that and beyond that would that would put a lot of smiles on people's faces.
2: Yeah, and, and I still have faith that it will get there when yeah. needed. I mean, it's just there's too much talent there. Eric Winship to kind of wrap this up. Just says bingo. Smack them in the mouth on every shift. That is playoff hockey. It was the most significant improvement in the Caps cup run last season. They were a physical bunch last year just as
1: Tampa Bay. Yeah,
2: that we said it after almost every single game. They just and still their will on the other team almost the the entire run. Here's a question from Grant Smith. It's a little plot line to today's practice. Maybe I missed it, but why did we call up goalie Samsonov? That happened this morning that Ilya Samsonov called up from Hershey, which is interesting. They play their final three games in three nights this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, final three games of the regular season before they get into their playoffs. But Todd Reardon was asked about that this morning, about the Caps' decision to call up Ilya Samsonov at this time of year
4: Um, no right uh, it's just standard practice um, for us to make sure we have a third goalie in these situations so he'll be here uh, through game one and two and then we'll we'll go from there I I think it's a it's a great it's a great situation where um, a player who's had a really strong year and deserves an, an opportunity that that wasn't able to get an opportunity during the regular season um now gets to be around it and uh i think for the experience um working with uh, you know scott murray our goalie coach and and um you know just being around the atmosphere is huge and then on top of it it's a it's a great precaution to have um from a coaching standpoint so um there's there's really nothing to lose in this situation only to gain and um, you know, it's, uh, guys were happy to see him and know that he's got a, a bright future.
1: <clears throat> what is the playoff environment like at Capital One Arena? Can you notice the energy difference being back
4: home and the fans? I do. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, it's kind of a rally cry for us. Um, you know, something we talked about in trying to make a push at the end of the year to make sure we got home ice. It was our our fans and the entire area was just phenomenal last year. Like certainly on. Um, in my tenure here i 've never seen anything like it, um, and it was a huge advantage for us to be able to have the support not just in the building but outside the building and everything that went along with it so um, they uh, really really helped us uh, support and, and energy and um, it 's it's a, it's a difference maker so we need we need, need everyone 's help that 's uh, in that building tonight and and around that building and um, to to help give us that extra boost that comes with home ice.
2: I think based off of last year, we can expect it to be a oh, yeah. loud, <laughs> rocking oh, yeah. building when they drop the puck tonight, just after seven thirty on NBC Sports Washington, of course on the Caps radio network as well. But let's get back to Samsonov. Mm-hmm. So we're going with Samsonov, not Samsonov. I
1: think that's the way the athlete wants it said.
2: Okay, because I remember when John Tavares was drafted, and I was
0: working covering the Islanders.
2: Oh then. yeah. We went to him and said, is it Tavares or Tavares? Tavares and he yeah. said, either.
1: No, said, no it's we, your name. We could write a book at this <laughs> point on player right.
0: pronunciations and changing. and.
1: I would say Samsonov is closer to correct, but the athlete wants to be
2: Samsonov. Samsonov. Okay, so Samsonov gets called up here. Todd Reardon said this is standard procedure. He's going to be here at least for games one and two, mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there. Look, it is an opportunity for a kid to experience a room at its highest intensity level to learn what winning at the NHL level is all about. The sacrifice, the determination, all of those things that you see at this time of year. Phoenix Copley got great work last year at the goalie coach, uh, Scott Murray. So perhaps there's something to that, the work after practice. It is interesting, though, with Hershey about to embark on their own playoff run that this happens now.
1: You want Eliot to be here to soak up all that atmosphere for sure. And at the same time, at this point of the year, you take no chances. I don't need Braden Holpe and Phoenix Copley out there after practice taking additional workload, adding bruises that don't need to be there. Put them on Elia That's what he's there for. And he's there to to help this team, give them the best chance to move forward, and that's give Braden and Phoenix a chance to actually catch their breath during practice time. I
0: liked hearing the part about, look, games one and two, and then we'll figure it out. Keep in mind that Hershey has a very capable second yeah. goaltender in Vitek Vanacek, so you're not really losing anything as long as it's in the short term. I would like to see Samsonov get time with the Bears in the Calder Cup playoffs, but that does not they're not starting that yet. They're still finishing up the regular season, so once I heard Todd say that, I, I, I think it made more sense to me uh, that you do want to soak up the experience. This is a special bunch, uh, given where he comes from, talking about Samsonov now, being around your captain, who is of Russian descent, and being around Ovechkin during this very special time. I like that. I think it's nice to be able to have him here for that and for some of the logistical reasons and that I you spoke up And I think he'll be too. shuttling
1: back and forth when he can, if he has to, if need be. And and I definitely think they, will want, they would want him to field the, the, the crunch of an American Hockey League Calder Cup playoff game, too. So he's here for now, and then we'll... See what
2: happens moving forward. The good thing is, he's in Hershey. The series moves to Raleigh. We're not talking about no. a long ways here. So if they need him, he's always available. So that answers the Ilya Samsonov question as they get ready for game one tonight. And top fan, ding 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 Scott Carpenter says, blow the roof off of Capital yes, One King. Arena. Yeah. That's going to be literally. the atmosphere. Yes. It, it might, though. It might. They score a quick early goal. Yeah. That roof is going to be in danger. I hope they bolted it extra tight because it gets real just after
1: 730 tonight. Feeling confident? about where this team is as we head into this time of year? Yeah, I really like where they are, and it starts him back. I think Braden Holpe is right where he needs to be, wants to be both physically and mentally, and when you have him, you can go anywhere. There's no team that you
0: wouldn't want to, I mean, listen, if you're in the postseason, you're going to play a good team, but I think this is a great draw for Washington. I think they've got the game plan. I think they've got a path that can be seen. They just got to go do it. And a
1: fan base that's ready to roar. Again, it's a
0: 7.30 start tonight on NBC
2: Sports Washington and the Caps Radio Network, but our coverage begins much, much earlier than that. It actually gets underway at 6 o'clock with Caps Faceoff Live. Then it's me, Alan May, and Brent Johnson live on F Street. For Pre Game Live, a one hour edition, as we lead you up to Joe B., Locker, Smokin' Al, and Alan Inside the Glass for the call of the game on NBC Sports Washington, as well as streaming on the My Teams app. Thanks to John Walton and Joe B for being here, as always, on Caps Game Day Live. I'm Rob Carlin. See you tonight. Let's go, Caps.